You are now entering Film Club. I see, mate. You're fond of me, lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of chew bubble gum piles, you know that? Say it, sir! I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Now answer my question. Were you rushing or were you dragging? I loved it. I What's going what on, everybody? Welcome to <laughs> Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and we are back. It is that time of our show again. It is our third annual Film Code Film Awards. I am joined this year by the great Brandon. Brandon, how are you, sir? <laughs> Man, I am good, Phoenix. It is good to be back. It's, it's weird. I had a few week hiatus. I uh, got married a couple weeks ago. So, um, had a lot of stuff happen trying to get unpacked um i don't we don't have an, uh, a video version of this but in the background is all my life stuff that still needs to get unpacked so um yeah we are in the we are like up to our up to our knees and stuff we still have to do here at the, the house to get it unpacked so but yeah it is good to be back uh hope you guys are doing well Excellent. And we welcome back our great friend of the show, the great Nathan Pig. How are you, sir? What's up, guys? It's good hey. to be back. This is like, uh, you know, coming home, you know, yeah. <laughs> coming home to where you where you grew up. So <laughs> it's uh, good to see you guys again. I see Phoenix on the weekly these days, but Brandon, <laughs> it's great to see you as well and kind of be on your guys' show. So uh, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And this is a big one. This is our uh, annual podcast award show where we look back at the year 2022. We uh, put out our categories. We had fans of our show vote on it. Uh, We're very grateful we got 50 votes. So thank you guys so much for participating in our award show. And these are the results you chose. So we're going to have a ball with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we had about 20 categories, a couple of them uh, we actually didn't put out for for vote, and we're going to discuss those on the show so that we have, we do want to cover those categories. But the first thing we are going to kick off with is, uh, let's start with a very fun one. Let's start with Best Original Song, and our nominees this year were... Oops, soon as I find it. Where'd it go? There it is. Our nominees this year were Natu Natu from RRR, Lift Me Up from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, You Made It Feel Like Home from Bones and All, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, and This Is a Life from Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, Brandon, you have the results. Who won Best Original Song? Yes, sir. So... I mean, this is not not a surprise here. Um, <laughs> winning by somewhat of a landslide is Natu Natu from RRR. I am actually kind of surprised that Bones and All came in second place. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> 
a really great song. It's a really good song. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, Natu Natu RRR taking home our first award of the show. Uh, Nathan, why don't you take the next category? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to just do anything, or what? What do you feel? Uh, avoid the top four, but yes. Yeah. Let's move over to um, best comedy slash musical nominees were Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, and RRR. There were only uh, four nominees this time. RRR was your winner here, <laughs> pulling in uh, nearly fifty percent wow. of the vote. This was this was interesting to me. I mean, especially when you look at RRR. I know it's a fan favorite. I know it's beloved, but going up against probably the biggest fan favorite movie of the year, everything everywhere. Not only am I shocked that RRR won, but that it wasn't really close in this category. <laughs> to me, it shows these results show that the voting body of of people that voted on this, which is you, the audience, in all likelihood listening to this. I know that the three of us voted. This says to me that the audience that listens to this show really really cares about rrr and we're probably disgusted at its lack of representation <laughs> at the oscars no doubt about it uh thank you guys so much rrr with two wins already kicking us off all right brandon why don't you take the next one what do we got yeah um our next category is best horror slash sci-fi film uh your nominees for this are barbarian the black phone everything everywhere all at once pearl and smile and to no surprise, um, <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once took this. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. <laughs> I can see where this story is going. Um, I feel like had this not been a, uh, I feel like if sci-fi wasn't part of this category, we would have had a different win. Because uh, in second place was Barbarian. Um, which I still need to see. But oh. yeah, uh, your winner for this category is Everything Everywhere All at Once. One thing uh, one thing I want to say about this nominees batch is the black phone was the last one in <laughs> at three votes out of 50. Um, I'm surprised Nope is not represented here. Yeah, I don't know why uh, you're telling me Nope couldn't get three it, votes out of 50 i don't yeah. i don't know what happened there it was in the it was on the long list it just it, di it didn't make the short list for some stupid reason yeah that that, that one's a little brutal but uh very I'm happy surprised. everything everywhere takes home its first of probably many awards <laughs> at the film co film awards uh i'm gonna move on to our next category which is best action film mm. and your nominees are the batman Everything, everywhere, all at once. RRR, Top Gun, Maverick, and the Woman King, and probably our most competitive category. Uh, we ended with a tie. So congratulations to Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Top Gun, Maverick, for winning Best Action Film. Both films tied. This was this was tight the whole way around. Uh, a lot of people couldn't decide on this one. Second place went to RRR, and both the Batman and the Woman King tied in third. So uh, excellent, excellent category. Uh, double win there, Top Gun, Maverick, and everything everywhere all at once. All right. Yep. 
let's go ahead and move on to let's go ahead start with the below the line categories best film editing we had uh babylon everything everywhere glass onion rrr top gun maverick first thing i want to say is oh what happened why is glass onion here um i have no idea you know we got zero votes we left this in the hands of the people and uh you know the people are most of the time right i don't think this is a scenario where they are it got zero votes but somehow it got nominated so uh we're gonna have to launch an investigation on that one (laughs) i i i I sense some foul play here yeah the winner is everything everywhere um did we expect any different though it beat out Top Gun Maverick by one vote. Yeah, it was very tight. <laughs> it was very tight. So, so far to me, the <laughs> thing that stands out is that everything everywhere, Top Gun and RRR, at least from the categories we've covered, seem to be the fan favorites. It's looking like it, but anything can happen. All right, Brandon, why don't you take best cinematography? I was actually about to cover that one. So best <laughs> cinematography, your nominees are blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Batman, and Top Gun Maverick. Man, I'll be honest. This was a really tight category as far as like nominees. I mean, besides All Quiet. <laughs> Babylon, Batman, and Top Gun Maverick all have my love for just the cinematography this past year. And um, winning with 21 votes is Top Gun Maverick. Captain speaking. And we're off. Here we go. In three. Two. Yeah, I don't. All Quiet on the Western Front, the winner of the Oscar, got three votes out of 50 here. So again, the the audience uh, not agreeing with the wah, wah, wah cinematography. So good for yeah. us. And I, we, I and, like that. And we righted a wrong. Uh, the, of the Academy by because they didn't even nominate Top Gun Maverick for cinematography, which is so stupid. Yeah, which was such a moronic thing. Yeah, but hey, I mean, they they nominated Bardo, so I mean, it evens <laughs> out, right? I it evens out. Okay, so before we go on to the other categories that we have here, um, I want to ask you guys about a particular uh, category that we we didn't put here, but we probably should have. Um, breakout performer of the year. Mm. We had a ton of of people who who really had just shining moments this year. Uh, I'm gonna name a few. I would say Gabriel LaBelle in The Fablements was definitely a big one. Uh, Stephanie Shu in Everything Everywhere All at Once definitely broke out. Diego Calva for Babylon. Diego Calva, absolutely. Um. I would also look at the two leads in RRR, uh, mm-hmm. definitely made some a crossover. Um, Daryl McCormack in Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, I think is a fantastic performance. You could even argue Carrie Condon kind of burst on the scene here with Banshees of Inishirin. So, but those are those are just some off the top of my head. What do you guys? Who do you guys have as a breakout performer this year? You already um, heard mine. Oh, I think I, I think you guys listed a lot of people there that are great. I think for me, um, oh gosh, I think for me, Stephanie Shu 
comes in a very close second. My number one is someone you didn't mention, someone that actually became relatively a household name. I don't know if we went to New York City and pulled 10 people off the street, if eight mm-hmm. of them would know who this person is, but at least in in the film community and maybe even people who are just general moviegoers start to recognize this person, then that's Mia Goth. I think that mm, yeah. she 1,000% made a name for herself with X, with Pearl. Yeah, I know Infinity Pool was a, a 2023 technically, but you know that bumped right up against 2022 movies. I think Mia Goth, um, when we look back at 2022 and we look at people who previously, 2021, were not as well-known and just folks that really really took advantage of their opportunities and burst onto stardom. She's the person that I'm going to always go back to. Mm-hmm. One great argument. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to throw out two other names here. Uh, see how you guys feel about them. Uh, actually three. Uh, I'm going to throw out Danielle Deadweiler. Um, I think she did amazing until, um, and I think that was really, I think that was her first leading role actually. So um, not, not, I wouldn't, quite call her a household name either but i would say that she's burst on the scene and and people are going to take notice of her in the future um and i would also throw out both paul mescal and frankie corio for after sun yeah who, yeah i i completely forgot paul mescal and after sun was last year i just yeah. with how many films i've seen this year i thought that was a year this year release <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and i i want to throw out two more as well if you're not if you're not finished go for it um, a couple of black women, Kiki Palmer for Nope. Mm-hmm. I think that was someone that people do know now that maybe didn't know in the future or in the past, excuse me. And then Tusu Mbedu for The Woman King mm-hmm. uh, to a lesser degree. I don't think she's as memorable maybe, but certainly people are going to look her direction for casting now when I feel like in the past they may not have. And she's certainly someone that competed and stood alongside Viola and Lashana Lynch and some of these other way bigger names than her and stood alongside them and did such a good job. So I think Kiki Palmer and, and uh, Too Soon Better really, really established themselves into um, you know, moving up the ladder as far as where their career is going to go as well. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, I just thought of two more. <laughs> um but I got to give some love to Amber Mid-Thunder, who came out of nowhere with Prey. Um, you know, an, oh, yeah. inc- an incredible Ish. performance. I, I, like, she she burst on the scene. You could definitely argue that. I think she put herself in a good position for the future. Um, mm. I'm also going to throw out, this may seem weird to call it a breakout, because it definitely, you know, scored a lot of points with a lot of people. But I'm looking at Austin Butler. Uh, you know, yeah. his role mm-hmm. as Elvis. Like, I don't think anybody really knew his name uh be prior to that. And he brought it to that role. So uh, Yeah, because he went from Disney Channel and Nickelodeon to right. of like a to an Oscar nominee. Right. Yeah, and he'll be he'll be in Dune too as well. Right. So that's someone that certainly has has made his way back. I think that's something that yeah, like you mentioned completely turns him into stardom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I'll just cap this conversation. I'll put a bow on this conversation here with um, someone who is definitely well-known, definitely well-known, but 
establish themselves as one of the up and comers and someone who's going to get a ton of work in the future. And that's Brian Tyree Henry. Ooh, um, yes. Of course, yeah. we we knew who he was. I think a lot of people knew who he was, especially from Eternals. But you look at 2022, not only um, not only the Best Supporting Actor nomination from Causeway, but also Bullet Train, which was very, very popular. So I think Brian Tyree Henry walked out of 2022 a much bigger star than he came into it. Okay, one last one, I promise. One last one. Uh, someone who really had an excellent year. Did three projects this year and is is already set himself up for, for projects in this year and the next coming years. And that's Glenn Powell. Uh, yes. Incredible, you know, burst on the scene. He was in Top Gun. He was amazing in Top Gun. Excellent in Devotion, which is a sleeper hit. That movie was awesome. Um, he also was in Apollo uh, 10 and a half, you know what I'm saying? So he's had work and he's still getting work. So that's mm -hmm. definitely someone I will put out there. Okay. All right. So we had a ton of people to mention there, and I don't even know if we could pick a winner, but if you, if you had a pick for all of those, Gabriel LaBelle, uh, Glenn Powell, Stephanie Hsu, Diego Calva, uh, Gabriel LaBelle, uh, Tucson Beto, uh, Daryl McCormack, Carrie Condon. Mia Goth. I, yeah, I still think I still think Mia Goth is my vote. Mia Goth. Um, I would actually. Uh you know what? I would have to go with mm, Stephanie Shu. Um, I think that would yeah, Stephanie Shu really established herself and and came out of out of you know really obscurity and she's she's on her way to to being a really top talent um already got a movie coming out next year that i think is going to be amazing so we're all over the place but <laughs> stephanie yeah. Shufu, and we Mia Gaw for him diego calva for brandon totally off rip here this was not in the plan whatsoever can we do a category of worst nomination oscar nomination Oh yeah, no, we'll, we'll say I'm just that. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we we that would take forever too. As Phoenix well. Phoenix knows how I feel about that. Let's get into some of the major categories. I'm gonna start with uh best animated feature. Um, we had five no five yeah five nominees here. We had the bad guys, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, and Puss in Boots. The Last Wish, and in in a somewhat close vote, but it is way ahead. Puss in Boots: The Last Wish takes our award for best animated feature. Uh, very happy with this one. I just recently rewatched Puss in Boots. The movie's incredible. Uh, we had Marcel the Shell come in second. Um. And the rest, the other three were way behind. It's interesting that Pinocchio, which won the Oscar, only garnered four votes here. But yeah, we we big fans of Puss in Boots on this uh, podcast. And we thank you guys so much for voting for it. I'm just glad I, the Sea Beast isn't here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, thank I'm, God. Su I'm surprised the bad guys got some love. Like that even made it to the short list. Really? That yeah, I mean, because I loved that movie. I just didn't expect everyone else to. Ooh. I'm happy a Thank lot God. of people saw it and, and really recognized it was really good. Thank God, no sea beast. Thank God. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, so your next category is best documentary. I feel like I just jumped over Nathan. I'm sorry. Oh, um, okay. 
Oh, Best okay. documentary. Uh, your nominees are All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, EO, Fire of Love, and Moon Age Daydream. Um, I feel like everybody wanted EO to win at the Oscars. <laughs> But um, all the beauty and the bloodshed uh, got this for best documentary. Yes, <laughs> uh, definitely different from uh, our fans in the Oscars. Uh, all the beauty and the bloodshed. I don't even believe was released until like this, like early part of this ye- year. <clears throat> so some some people got to see it uh, early, like I did. Uh, and thankfully, those same people voted in our award show. So thank you guys so much. To me, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed was the best documentary of the year. Uh, what did it go to at the Oscars? Oh, Navalny. It went to Navalny, uh, which is also a good documentary. But yeah, very happy to see All the Beauty and the Bloodshed win this. All right, Nathan, what do you got next? Let's move on to original screenplay, Ooh. where we see everything everywhere all at once. The Fablemans. Good luck to you, Leo Grand. Tar and the Woman King, uh, definitely some some outliers here in this in this category. Definitely some outliers. Never even heard a good luck to you, Leo Grande. Oh, geez, don't it's say that in front Hulu. of Phoenix. It's a Hulu don't movie. say that in front of Phoenix. It, yeah, it was one of my favorite movies of the year, but I'm shocked that it made it here, honestly, and that it did. No, it came in last. The winner, the winner by one vote was the Fablemans. Personally. Woo! I love to see this. I I think The Fablemans is a masterpiece. It was my favorite movie of the year. It's a shame that it didn't get any wins at the Oscars, but it gets a win here. So I'm I'm happy about that. Tar was in second place, losing by one vote. Wow. That was way closer than I thought it would be. <laughs> uh yeah, Fablemans. Wow. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. No, no banshees in this is interesting to me. Yeah. That's very did Banshees get any nominations besides yeah. I think maybe Best Picture? Yeah, it got it got score. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go to Best Adapted Screenplay. We had four nominees here: Bones and All, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. And this was the blowout of the century. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick takes. 58% of the vote here and dominated. I mean, wow. Dominated. I I totally didn't realize that Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and Bones and All were even in this category, but okay. Uh congratulations. <laughs> but Top Gun Maverick takes it. Uh an adapted screenplay. That's I'm very happy with that result. I mean, maybe not the blowout, but definitely happy with the result. Alrighty, where are we going from here? Your next category for um, we did best original song already. Um, score, 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 best original score. Where, where this actually has meaning. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I'm so I'm still so mad that this one uh, at the Oscars and all quiet uh, in front of one of the Oscars. But hey, at least it isn't nominated in this category. Your nominees are uh, Babylon, The Banshees of Inisharan, The Batman, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, and RRR. Your winner by a landslide is Babylon. I've never done nothing except disappoint people my whole life. 
But I made it on my terms, not theirs. We are going to be more than they ever bargained for. What I do means something. It's bigger than you, Justin Hurwitz. He is a mastermind at composing, man. Like, he should have won at the Oscars. I don't know why they decided to go with All Quiet on the Western Front. Like, oh my God, what were they thinking? (laughs) Uh, Every time I think about it, I get mad. That was actually the moment that I turned off the show. I didn't even finish watching it. (laughs) So I I didn't finish watching this year's Oscars because of that. That made me that mad. Um, So before we go on to our final top five categories, uh, I want to ask another question again about uh, a particular category that we didn't look at this year, and that's uh, debut films. So the uh, people who came out with their first film, this might be a wash, <laughs> like right off the bat uh, here, but you have a couple of people here who did their first film, obviously. Um, uh, no, that's actually not our first film. <laughs> But you had Parker Finn, who did Smile. Uh, so that was definitely uh, a first film for him. You also had, uh, uh, let me get his name, uh, Zach Kreger, who did Barbarian, which was uh, definitely a big favorite among a lot of people. Uh, Daniels? Uh, that wasn't their first film. I double-checked. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Carrie Williams, uh, I know a lot of people aren't going to know this one, but Carrie Williams, who did Emergency, that was one of my favorite films of the year. Uh, I thought was really good. Um, any other breakout directors that you guys can think of? I'm still looking through this, but yeah. Yeah, oh. for me, yeah, go ahead. No, this is probably going to be what you were going to say. <laughs> for me, and and my winner, Charlotte, Charlotte Wells for After Sun. Um, that's my number four movie of the year. I think that's that's a landslide. I think she should have been nominated for Best Director. Some of those movies you just mentioned, I think Smile is fantastic. I think I have that higher rated than a lot of people, but um, far, far and away, I think Charlotte Wells wins this award in my mind. Uh, also, Matthew Workus, um, if I think I'm saying that right, who did uh, Matilda last year. Mm. Okay. Nice. Uh, one other name I want to throw out there. I know Nathan will be happy. Oh wait, no, this wasn't his debut film. Shucks. Never mind. I was gonna say Cooper Rafe, but I didn't realize that wasn't his debut film. And then um, the other, the other person I'd give an honorable mention to is um, Calm. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna butcher the name, and I don't want to do that. But the director, the director of The Quiet Girl, I think that ooh. um, they deserve a big time shout out as well. I'm sorry, I don't want to butcher their name. Um, also- they did a fantastic job. Also, John Binkowski for A Christmas Karen. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm done. I'm done. Um, Phoenix, what, what would your choice be there? Uh, For me, um, and it's only because I have it rated higher. Like like you said, I have it higher than most people. Uh, It would it, it would be Parker Finn for me for Smile. Um, I just really, really loved that movie. It was it was such a. Uh, an exceptional horror film so for me that that's where it would go to brandon what about you i'll have to follow with phoenix um for smile um i think that was just such a well-made film um 
And for a director directorial debut to hit theaters and have such a good box such a great box office as it did, his career is set. Like, and they've already confirmed a sequel yesterday oh, that they're nice. doing Frown. So, like, you know, ah! this person's set. Look, oh, I, that. look, I love Smile. I can't believe both you guys are taking that over After Sun. Can't believe it. Um, we, we are in the minority. We know. Yeah. See, see, I'm gonna. gonna yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I would love to take um, best supporting actor now, if that's good with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Best supporting actor: Paul Dano for The Fablemans, Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, Barry Keoghan for The Banshees of Inisherin. Brad Pitt for Babylon, uh, Kihi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mark Rylance for Bones and All. So we had six nominees here. I got to say, <laughs> I I know that you guys are, are Brad Pitt stands and Babylon stands. Let's at least admit that if we replace Brad Pitt in this category with Brian Tyree Henry, mm. this is the perfect lineup. This is the perfect lineup of I disagree. Supporters. I disagree. Brad Pitt was fantastic in Babylon. I, I listen, I love Brian Tyree Henry, but yeah, no, I'm taking Brad Pitt. It's yeah, no, it's already it, the like his lineup. performance <laughs> Jack Conrad is just like one of the most complex characters that has been written and for oh a my, while. Oh my god. <laughs> no, but um, oh my god. Kihi Kwan. Yeah. Kihi Kwan was the winner here. Uh it was actually kind of close with Paul Dano for the Fablemans, who I think was fantastic. Um Kihi Kwan it was your winner in tight fashion here. In tight fashion, but it was always gonna be. And I'm <laughs> I'm glad to see Mark Rylance represented here. Um, yeah. he was he was fantastic in Bones and all. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So once again, the key sweep <laughs> continued. Uh, yeah. There was no no doubt about it. Brandon, what do you got for best supporting actress? Best supporting actress. Your nominees are Angela Bassett for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Harry Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin. Dolly De Leon for Triangle of Sadness, Stephanie Hsu for Everything Ever All at Once, Lashana Lynch for The Woman King, and Kiki Palmer for Nope. Talk about a perfect lineup. There, yeah, this was, is a great lineup. That was it. <laughs> um, your winner by uh, one vote. Wow. Your winner by one vote. Get ready for another un- upset Angela Bassett because Stephanie Hsu <laughs> won this one. And no, I don't. I don't think this is the perfect lineup. They picked the wrong Triangle of Sadness actress, but um, <laughs> they picked the wrong Woman King actress. But that's okay. <laughs> Stephanie Shu, Stephanie Shu, a deserved winner, even she, though she, yeah, Angela Bassett will uh, always have my heart here on this award. Yeah, absolutely. Very like if there was anyone that Angela Bassett would lose to, I would be perfectly comfortable with it being Stephanie Shu. Um, that would have been the better choice in my opinion. But yeah, uh, congratulations to Stephanie Shu. That was an awesome performance. Uh, so yeah, uh, we are going to move on to, before we get into the actors, the final top actors, uh, best director. So we had four nominees. We had, or five if you count these two. <laughs> so we had the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, S.S. Rajamuli for RRR and Todd Field for Tar. Uh, wow. Uh, not a landslide, still fairly close, but taking this was ended up being Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans. Uh, Best director of all time. 
Wow, that's awesome. I was not expecting that. Congratulations to Steven Spielberg. Uh, second place was Todd Field for Tar. Third was the Daniels. That's amazing. So uh, our fans went in a very different route than the Oscars. Uh, and I love that. <laughs> so the Fablemans, that's what, their second win? Second or third win? Uh, the Fablemans, this would be their second. Very, very well-deserved. Yeah. Um, this was close too. The Daniels were in third. Todd Field for Tar came in second. So this is very, very well deserved. Um, happy win for Spielberg. Like I said, this is getting the love it deserves here on this award show. Absolutely. All right. So should we move on to best lead actor? Yeah. Yes. All right. Your nominees are Tom Cruise for Top Gun Maverick, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Sharon. Brendan Fraser for The Whale, and Austin Butler for Elvis. This was a very, very tight category between mm -hmm. two. Winning by 2% more than Brendan Fraser is Austin Butler for Elvis. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I they mean, were neck and neck the entire award season. That is amazing. <laughs> and you know what? In For my money, I think that's the right choice. I... I like Brendan Fraser. I do. I think his performance in The Whale was great, but this was Austin Butler's award all year. I think he was the deserved winner here. Um, yeah, I, I think the community got it right. Wow. Thank Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a Brendan Fraser stan, so I, I was definitely rooting for him all the way. Um, but I'm not mad at this. I, I, I agree. I thought Austin Butler was amazing. He, he pulled that out. That performance was incredible. So, congrats. <laughs> so, Austin Butler takes our lead actor category. Uh, so, let's move to lead actress. We had five nominees Kate Blanchett for Tar, Paula Davis for The Woman King, Mia Goth for Pearl, Margot Robbie for Babylon, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, what do you guys think of this lineup? Uh, this this lineup is interesting. Definitely an interesting lineup, personally for me. <clears throat> um, I still have yet to see Pearl, but I've seen mm. every other film in this category, so I still need to see like the reason Mia Goth got nominated for Pearl over I mean, over X because I mean those were two films she starred in. So, um, but I I'm I'm satisfied with the results here. I'm not going to say what they are because I'll let you reveal them, but. Pretty satisfied. Very satisfied with the nominees. Um, not very much I would have changed. Maybe I would have thrown in Emma Thompson, because obviously I love good luck to you, Leo Gran. But uh that's about the only thing I would I would change here. Um but after all of your votes, the deserved winner, the great Lydia Tar, I mean sorry, uh Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Kate Blanchett takes the award for best lead actress. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, Margot Robbie came in second <laughs> in our in our vote. Uh, that's awesome, I guess. Uh, Michelle Yeoh in third. Uh, no Michelle Williams here. That's another surprising omission. Um, another mistake. <laughs> the mistake. <laughs> but uh, yes, Kate Blanchett taking home the award for best lead actress. Okie doke. Which brings us, I believe, to the finale. 
to our best picture category. We had 10 nominees. Uh, Nathan, tell us who was our nominees for best picture. Your choices for best picture in alphabetical order. Babylon, Banshees of Inishirin, The Batman, Bones and All, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, RRR, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, and The Woman King. Your winner by one vote <laughs> is Babylon. What? <laughs> by one vote over Top Gun Maverick. Um, wow. I know you guys... I know you guys are big time Babylon fans, so I will I will say my piece and then let you have the floor. Um, <laughs> I I I don't understand this. I don't understand this. Like, look, I get it. I get that it's a very divisive movie. I get there's a lot of people on both sides of the line. I clearly am on the side that does not like Babylon. Best picture? Are you freaking kidding me? Um, um, I'm no. blown away. I I really am blown away because I love Babylon. I adore it. I'm shocked that this one, <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, stunned. I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm good. <laughs> <clears throat> I am blown away by this. But congratulations to Babylon. You deserve it. I don't care what anybody says. You deserve it. Babylon was awesome. It was amazing. If you haven't seen it. Uh, check it out. If you seen it and didn't like it, you're wrong, like Nathan. And you should see it again and again and again until you like it. <laughs> I do want to, I do want to talk about just kind of in general mm -hmm. this list of nominees, not just for Best Picture, but just in general. Um, I I don't think I saw Avatar: The Way of Water a single time for oh, any yeah. nominations. Oh, yeah, I don't think I saw it a single time for any batch of nominations. And it's not on there. You can you cannot be a fan of Avatar. You could think it's overrated, what, whatever you think. But some of these below the line categories, it one hundred percent should have been represented. I think I, I'm a longtime believer that James Cameron should have been nominated for Best Director. Maybe not should have won, but at least should have been represented. Um, the fact that we have Bones and All in Best Picture, <laughs> the fact that we have the Batman in Best Picture, I I think both those movies are great. I think both those movies are great. I think we need to kind of reassess and reevaluate what we're looking at here. For Avatar not to be mentioned a single time throughout all that these is categories crazy. is, it's a little alarming. It's a little alarming. And I'm going to go with the same thing for After Sun. I think After Sun is a movie that in general was overlooked by the Academy this year and overlooked by a lot of people this year. But um, again, we didn't say that a single time either. And I think yeah. that's a mistake. You know what else we we didn't say at all, and and it's it's a travesty. It really is a travesty. The menu, the menu didn't get any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because we didn't do a most overrated category. That's why. Hey, we need we need to have our own Razzies. If we oh, did a most man. overrated movie category, we, that'd be in there for sure. Yeah. All um, right, guys, I gotta get running. Let's do let's do our uh, wrap up real okay. quick, and you guys continue conversation. Okay. Well. There was one real quick question. I should have did it earlier, but um, what would you say was the biggest surprise of the year of the, the, the movies that you saw? What what shot you? What what? Cha cha real smooth. OK, nice. Nathan, in, in general, with movies or with this batch of nominees uh, in general, in general. Yeah. 
I think Puss in Boots, The Last Wish was easily the biggest surprise. I think that set new boundaries for what animated sequels can be. And especially for how mid the original one was. Um, I think that was easily the biggest surprise with how beloved it is and how amazing it is. Um, for me, I would actually go with BJ Novak's Vengeance. I was going to um, say Vengeance as my second runner-up yeah, too. That was that was awesome movie. It it didn't get any love even here, but yeah, uh, super good movie. Really, really enjoyed it. Definitely worth checking out. But uh, so that's going to wrap up our third annual Film Co. Film Awards. Thank you guys so much for joining us, Nathan. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Let everybody know where they can find you and tell them about your other podcast. Why don't you? Yeah, you guys can listen to more of me over at the End Credits Podcast. We're available however you're listening to this, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, give us a follow over on TikTok. I'm making daily content these days, talking all things movies and TV. Over on the podcast, Phoenix has been on quite a bit. So if you like listening to this guy right here, Check out our podcast. We do kind of older movies, newer movies, reviews of popular films. So it would mean the world to me if you check it out. And uh, thanks for having me, guys. No problem. And Brandon, where can everybody find you, sir? Yeah, you guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C, ears over on Letterboxd. Go check out what I'm watching. Thank you guys again for listening. It has been great. It's weird wrapping up. Uh, we have one more episode of season three to go, but it's weird wrapping up an entire year of movies all in one all in one go so um <laughs> on to 2023 um oh, yeah. yeah so thank you guys again for listening thank you for being on nathan it's been a pleasure man you're welcome Absolutely. good to see it and you guys can find me on twitter at imho reviews one that's the number one and on letterbox under pa clouded and as always guys please follow the show on twitter and instagram at film code pod we will see you guys next week we are out of here peace <laughs>